0: Ons vir jou, wat nou, die podcast. Come join the conversation with three South African guys as they discuss the challenges and erfaring of life as a SEFA expat. Listen, share, and form part of this expat community. Hi guys, and welcome to Ons vir jou, wat nou, die podcast. This is unfortunately our last episode of this season. And we have quite some, well, some interesting things to discuss. Um, We're going to look back on on the things that we've discussed in this this season and also uh, talk to to a guest of ours. Well, first of all, Sia, how are you doing? Cory? very good.
1: Thanks to you, Um, both sitting in Amsterdam and... uh... Summer is coming to an end, but what can we say? But otherwise, it's, it's going very well. Thanks, man. Tonight, uh, we have our first female guest speaker um, that will make her appearance. Appearance, And her name is Nadia Krier. She, I used to work with her back in the day in Pretoria when we did our articles at um, KPMG. And uh, I've, I've known Nadia for a couple of years now, and, and she's an extremely... Um, extroverted person, very good passive personality and a, and a great public speaker. so um, I think she's been living uh, abroad for for almost five years now so some good insights and and um, I- ideas and things to make you think about this whole process coming from from her way in a couple of minutes.
0: okay yeah I, yeah I think it's gonna be be quite interesting. It's always nice when you have a guest to also get some external perspectives and 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 discussions going. Um, and I think, yeah, basically the, the the discussions that we're going to have with her and, and the type of, of conversation it's going to be, we'll, we'll sort of look back on all the topics that we've touched upon uh, during this, this whole season. Um, I think, yeah, we will probably not get into detail for everything, but I think definitely elements like why did you move? How did you decide where to go? Maybe some paperwork stuff. Um, and also sort of your, the adjustments you, you have to make um, when you are finally sort of settling in. So, so yeah, I also look forward to, to this conversation we're going to have with her. Um, but I just want to, one thing before we, before we go into uh, talking to Nadia. I just thought I would like to, to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Jaku Meyer. Uh, he currently lives in Canada. And, and he's one of the listeners who shares some of his experiences um, during the episode. And I think three of the, the things that, that he also mentioned from his side, and it's, well, sort of quite nicely summarized uh, in some of the topics we've discussed. And those three things are basically whether um, one way that he learned on how to adjust, and then also some... Um, insights on on the paperwork and the documents um and so yaku from from the conversation or the or the exchanges we've had he's be, he's lived everywhere he's been in omen he's been in canada he's been quite uh all over the globe and, and something he said in terms of the weather which I found quite interesting was that he said you go somewhere not thinking about how your, how the weather is in South Africa, but more the excitement of the different extremes that you will experience, which you otherwise never would experience. And then only later on, it's sort of that excitement starts to fade a bit and you just start to miss like a bright weer sunny, 30 We You had net a bit of temperature. Um, and then thing that I also mentioned, how I adjust, uh, sort of to to overcome the the sort of the tier van om niet het Afrikaanse couscous goed te, wat wat je of wat je niet. Just make it yourself. So some people might not be into the whole cooking thing, but but he also says it's very rewarding. The, maybe you make Bouda Wars It's not the best in the world, but it's you made it, and and that just sort of counters that the disappointment of not being able to to find the real thing. Ja.
1: Ja, net as I just to, om om w aan te sluiten, Corey, Um is het Afrika wat ek byvoorbeeld nooit rechtig van Beboti Persy so baie gehou nie. And, yeah, uh, I've done this for the first time a year and now it's actually if my, uh, my ginstelling, this it was, yeah. <laughs> and I uh, mean, you saw Mark, means it, you actually prepared with like a mango bland chutney that you buy in the, the, the store, cause uh, you can find the real deal m- Mrs. Balls, um, but it's quite expensive, like everyone's touched in a couple of seasons ago on the Safa Index, but, but to, to, to basically, just interlink with what you just said. Um, you do find stuff that you actually never ate or, you know, you never really enjoyed, but now you, it, it's like a fond dish of, of, of yours. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, even making it yourself as a rewarding
0: process in, yeah. in, in
1: while doing it.
0: No, no, that's, that's definitely true. And you actually mentioned something very good and I can't really understand why I forgot to mention that, but it will only be you and me today. So, Edwan is not with us uh, in this episode, unfortunately, um, seeing as it's the last episode. But he is with his feet in South Africa. So, they, I think they are there for a wedding. Um, so, I had uh, our oh, hands on our hands for today. And as you can see, I forgot to so something important to say. Sorry, Edwan. Um not bell. Ja, ons mis om verschrikkelijk. maar ik denk hy mis ons niet, want ik denk al is het winter nou daar, is hy weer steeds beter als wat ons nou hier het. Ek sê nou nou, vir, vir celine ek wens hierdie sommer wil nou want het koud. So, ja. just get some, some uh, sun again. Um, so ja, yeah, Edwin, we uh, we will uh, take this uh, uh, on And uh, we look forward to seeing you back in the next one. Uh, and just to quickly come back to the last thing that Yaku mentioned was in terms of the passport, uh, South African passport. And it's something we also discussed that the duration for renewing your passport is extreme. So he, he applied when he was in China and it took four months. And, and he said that the secretary there said he was lucky because usually it takes six to ten months. And then also even he had friends there that were waiting over a year. So so I think that's maybe one of the interesting points to, to take with you uh, if you've followed us on this journey. Make sure your passport is always ready on time and you get it renewed on time because it takes a hell of a long time. So Jaku, why are you for your uh, ons verder het. Um, so ek wil net hierdie shout out uh, vir Jacque of na Jacque toe gemaak het. En sê jy dan wat was een of twee highlights of goed wat wat vir jou uitgestaan het in hierdie seisoen?
1: Ja, thanks, goedie. Ehm een paar goede wat my uit of een of twee goed wat my uitgestaan het, um, is is die die eerste een was definitief die hele pause and reflect. Ehm um, kom ons sê met elke week episode omdat het ons nou hier deur gegaan het, die weet uh, type van ding. Ze zitten daar hele en reflect om om stil te staan en terug te denken en deur al die typen van goed te gaan. Het leven die van mij uitgestaan en en was was ze weet de museums zich bent van mij geweest en ik denk allemaal wat al reeds oor sê blij. Denk ik zelf daar voor om 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 terug te reflecteren en die um, weet amper die Royen boerziest te gaan. dit het leven van mij uitgestaan. And then uh, and another thing was also you know, I don't think there's a right or wrong, or you know, if you can turn back the clock, do something different, or or anything like that. It plays out as it should play out, um, uh, and and just basically take it off the bat as it as it should be with this whole immigration process, and and make the best out of that. That that's the two things that that came up for me. Um, you know, going through episode by episode, and and almost how I've experienced it, my how my my brain thought about this whole thing.
0: Yeah, no, I think I I completely agree with you. It's it's not so much I think about specific elements like uh, bring your mattress or your good but because yes. it won't fit. It's more about the uh, the whole mindset and and how you approach these things and and how you can then look back later. So no, I think and I think maybe. 90% of the listeners will probably agree on on what you said. So uh, yeah, uh, enough uh, about that. So I think it's time to to have our chat with with Nadia. So I'm uh, looking forward. So let's let's get her uh, also uh, plugged in and uh, let's get chatting. So Nadia, thank you very much for joining us today uh, on our final episode of the podcast. Can you give us a brief uh, introduction, who you are, how long you've been outside of South Africa, and a bit your reasoning to move abroad?
2: Hi, Corey and Seiya. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. Um, So a little bit about myself. I am almost 100% extrovert. I did a test once. So um love making friends, um, definitely the right person to ask um, questions for. And I moved abroad about five years ago, so December is like five years. If I'm not answering all the questions, maybe just ask me again. So yeah, I moved abroad about five years ago and um, I thought I wanted to move to travel a little bit and see um, a little bit of Europe. Um, so I actually worked with CAM and um, we we all thought, oh, we can actually move abroad and with our work. I actually didn't know that when I went to study accounting. Um, so that's also what I do. Sorry, maybe I've answered another question there. But yeah. I'm gonna stop talking now.
1: <laughs> okay, so so but basically just to summarize, you've been outside of South Africa for let's say approximately four and a half to five years now, just to, to give some uh, um, context to our listeners out there. So, so you've gone through the goods, the bads, the uglies in terms of you know moving abroad and you know going through the challenges and all that type of stuff and and Nadia you currently if I'm not mistaken based in uh, London that's correct
2: yes I am living in London just in the southwestern suburbs
1: and and you've all let's say throughout your four to four and a half years uh, almost going for five now you've been based in London correct
2: yes correct the whole time
1: Okay no excellent. Um so and, and look if we get a little bit too personal please stop and and uh we'll cut out if if needs be. But um how long did you initially plan for to to go abroad? Um so so basically um if, if one listens to our to our episodes back in in, in season 1 we've touched on um season uh, episode 2 you know the, the choices of Uh, You know, one of the first choices being to decide how long you want to go, you know, that almost drives the direction of um, where you're going to go type of thing. Uh, If I may ask, how long did you initially plan to, let's say, go abroad and stay abroad um, compared to where you are now on the timeline? And, um, you know, having that answered, how long do you still see yourself abroad, Uh, um, shoot away
2: okay thanks so initially I thought I would probably stay for about two years so I moved with a company and they were paying for everything I say everything but it wasn't everything but you know what I mean like they helped me move
1: yeah the flight ticket and all of that type of stuff
2: Exactly. So they kind of have like a locking period of two years. I thought, let me do a year, see how it goes, and then I'll stay for two years probably. And yeah, you know, obviously it's like longer than that now. So yeah, you know, a few things happened in my life. Maybe I won't go into all that detail because I don't know who's listening. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, just life threw a few curveballs at me. Um. And not not for, I don't, it was quite intense, like moving, yeah. I think you will get to those questions as well. But I then at the end decided, I and, and then another big reason why I stayed longer was around like the one and a half year mark, actually around the one year mark, I didn't I realise like I don't want to do this job anymore. So I moved jobs and I thought, okay, if I don't like the next job, I'll definitely like go back. That was a really big deciding factor. So, I so, so that was like,
1: basically a, a year and a half into the process yes. where you switched over from uh, made basically made a career move. Uh, um,
2: exactly. Okay. It's still like kind of what I do now, but it's, it's not in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was,
1: the, it was a, a change of scenery or, you know, yes. they say, a change is as good as a holiday of a vacancy but he's here. that's basically next that, was trip, uh, that was your vacancy at the sea, or your vacancy next to the Thames River in, in London. Uh, um that change. But uh yeah. you know, and, and Nadia, how long do you, are you still planning to stay abroad? Eh? or, or what, what do you think? Um, let's say at this point in time, five years in, are the the deciding factors in terms of your decision? To let's say stay longer. I know that I, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think the UK also um has the 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 opportunity almost to to, to obtain double citizens citizenship and a, a password. Is that something that's on the back of your mind and you know let's say a driving factor of at least staying another two or three years, whatever the case might be, or you know what are the elements basically in your life now that will determine how long you're still going to stay here or is it just a, a you know a matter of uh, take a day for day, day by day um uh case scenario
2: you know it, it is a really difficult question and a lot of people still ask this and i assume you you ask this to to everyone you ask this to yourself as well because it's it's just it's so complex and complicated and i think Well, I say that, maybe it's not for everyone. I think a lot of people have different reasons why they want to stay. I do think it's a factor for me to think about getting a passport, um, but that's not my deciding factor. I think for me, um, I, I, I kind of see a life or I envision a life where I could potentially be able to live a little bit um, in one country in one part of the year and in another part of an, or in a different country in a different part of the year. So I think that's something that like when I'm a bit older, I would like to achieve potentially one of the countries probably being South Africa, one of the countries probably being England. And as much as the weather is quite gloomy, sometimes I, you do I do feel like I've I learned to love it in a way and really made a lot of friends here that I would really miss if I do go um, and just like back up everything. And so I think that's a, a big deciding factor for me is like where my people are, where I feel like comfortable and most at home. Although going back to South Africa and like I just spent there in December, um, or slash January and it was just so amazing and just feel home and I think you guys can, can relate to that. Yeah, but definitely. then yeah, at the same time also coming back here and feeling this is also home. So I feel like I'm in this place in my life and I think it's probably now only coming to that space where you kind of have this blend of a person. You're not not South African and you're not – the country where you're living in like you're almost like really mixed and you don't not fit in but you kind of fit in as well in a weird way so it's really difficult to answer that question and I think the deciding factors so I'm I'm very happy I don't have a family I don't have someone that's making decisions for me so well in a good way no offense to any of the listeners out there But for me, um, I make kind of make my own decisions and that's something that um, it does make it difficult sometimes because I'm solely like responsible for that. Where someone that has a family, has a significant other, they kind of, make those decisions together and think like, oh, is this going to work for me or for us? Like, do we want to raise our kids Yeah, Like, I'm not thinking that right now. Oh. Um, but then at the same time, if I do want to raise kids, I remember being outside all the time and doing mother cookies, you know, like in the garden. So That's you
0: mother like cookies my- in the garden?
2: Mother cookies. Ah.
0: <laughs> Had you never mother cookie? No, <laughs> yeah, I get the kids.
2: Oh. <laughs> I <feel like> it.
0: <laughs> okay
2: so yeah i can't really give you an answer but if if that gives you a little bit of a flavor no
1: no no. i think it definitely does steer in a direction um you know and also i think pff, to to um if i if i take myself as an example i think i'm i'm uh the same time in as you almost, you know, like, uh, close to being, uh, five years next year. And, and, you know, there's also a couple of elements for me, like, for example, that the, the whole passport thing is at the back of my mind, but not the sole driver of it and, and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, but look, one does miss south africa very dearly but on the other hand you know opportunities in europe and the mobility for traveling and all of that also plays a role so there's you know there's two ends of the scale and and um yeah like you said i think if you if you're fortunate enough to live abroad and and live in relatively the same time zone it's uh one can easily make or use or utilize almost best of both worlds by by going back frequently or once a year at least or whatever the case might be but Jonas, so I, I I must admit I do agree with your answer
0: I have a, I have a question that came out of the things you said and I so you said and I think it counts all of us you you make new friends and you adjust and you adapt and, and you make that your life what what would you say is your, your mix in terms of friends between South Africans and non-South Africans in England?
2: I think I'm quite unique, to be honest, because I know a lot of South Africans here, and a lot of them have a lot of South African friends. <laughs> so I feel like I've, I've done quite well in making different type of friends um, from all different backgrounds. Uh I don't but remember just... you
1: are 100 percent an extrovert.
2: I know. I know <laughs> I am. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not putting this pressure on everyone else, don't worry. <laughs>
0: no, okay, okay. But basically a good mix of of, of Yeah, I would
2: say yeah if I had to uh, they, they, there's like different groups of South Africans who also find so you get like different like kind of not cliques but different South African groups that have different South African groups so they make up a lot of people just because there's so many of them because they're normally married with yeah, know, yeah. someone else. so you know um, and then I would say I did make quite a good amount of friends like my best friend she's actually British so I would say that's That's quite good progress. And I have a friend that I run with like almost every week, at least twice a week, or we cycle together, and she's British. But a lot of them, their background isn't maybe just English. It might be someone... So the one girl, she lived in um, Belgium and then, but she grew up in Plymouth and then she moved back to London to study. Um, Some of the people aren't from London itself, but they may be from the regions outside like Birmingham. So it's quite a mix of people and you realise that you can relate to them a lot more. I don't know if it's the same where you're located, but for me, I found that you connect a lot with like expat community and people who weren't necessarily in London, but you do get also where you, I I must say like people like pure Londoners who've only lived in London their whole life, they're quite like
0: reserved. So basically (laughs) you have that one thing in common that is that you all are not actually home. So yeah, well that, that's, Basically, I think what we also discussed previously, it's you find people with some kind of common one thing or something that that connects you. So, uh, okay. No, interesting. Well, I
1: think, Corey, you can, you can relate very well to that because your wife is Belgian.
0: Yes, yes. So there <laughs> we have something in common again because you have a friend that's sort of Belgian and I have a wife that's Belgian. Nice. Um, so <laughs> initially you mentioned... You, you wanted to go abroad for the travel and, and to see a bit of the world. But what would you say is, is the thing you'd enjoy the most about living outside of South Africa?
2: Um, I mean, I actually thought about this just before the chat we're having now. It does take you back. Must I must say, like you were also saying, like people kind of like reflect back on on the journey. It's quite like oh, wow. It feels so long ago. And I when I think about it, one thing that I really love is that I'm ab- able to actually be outside as a woman and just walk on the streets at midnight, yeah. and I feel so safe. I run to work. I just. I literally just cycled back from work and not one thought of am I going to be safe crossed my mind once. Maybe just is a truck going to kill me today but (laughs) nothing else like I would in South Africa. I also try go running in South Africa but I'm always like is this going to be safe? Are there going to be lots of people? Um, I do think like I went back to Pretoria in, in December I mentioned before but I went running around there and I did feel a bit safer than I did before. Maybe I was just like <laughs> oblivious <laughs> to the, yeah. the the crime, but that is one thing I really enjoy. And another thing that brings me a lot of joy is really meeting so many interesting people. And you'll be so surprised at how like, I don't know how to explain it, but how colourful your life can be and how interesting people are. Because I, th- I think at face value, sometimes we just take people for granted and we're like, oh, this person is like that. And you kind of put judgment on them. I would say for me personally, when I came over, I realised how much judgment I carried within myself. Um, not necessarily on purpose, it's just kind of a culture um, yeah. and, and, and I feel when I realize it, it's almost like those five years, I kind of came to realize who I really am without having to have anyone like put a perception on you. So you kind of, you, you don't have that pressure of judging other people and people don't judge you. And that, that's amazing when you kind of speak to people and you just learn about them and their backgrounds and seeing actually how deep and you how interesting they can be as well. So that's something else that I really enjoy.
1: That is actually very, very true. Right? Like we haven't touched on that, but, but, um, well, we haven't touched on that in previous episodes, but, but that is definitely one thing that I've also experienced, you know, that, that faded away in, in my personal life, you know, in both ways, you know, judge from, from my own perspective, but also, you know, seeing pe- other people, you know, exercising the judgment as well. And and I do think that South Africans in general, and, and, um, you know, unfortunately the, the the Afrikaans culture, um, you know, I can, I can say it with, uh, with proud that I'm from the Afrikaans culture, but I think there, there is a, a big umbrella of judgment, uh, um, within that culture and, and it, you know, it can be good, but sometimes it can also be bad. And that is definitely one thing that I can personally relate to as well that did, um, fade away or, or adjust it, if I can say it like that. So that's, that's actually a very, very
0: good point. Well, so gepraat van ons Afrikaanse kultuur. <laughs> uh, Nadia, in hierdie hele proces wat jy nou eindelijk al bietjie vir ons verduidelik het, over die afgelopen vijf jaar, is al iets wat vir jou uitstaan in termen van ervaring of een interessante storie of iets wat jy weer en denk jy, dit was vreks snaaks. wat jy nie zou so beleef as jy in Zuid-Afrika zou so bly nie, iets wat in die reële proces gebeur het, wat altijd by jou blij?
2: Ek ek het het en heb ek gelees, dat is nog wat baie dinge wat opkomt vir my. (laughs) So, dat is baie stories wat ek kan sê, ek ek, ek vond het, ek weet nie, ek vond het ek het soveel goed het gedoen en I buiten myself, because um, I had never in South Afrika, I think I you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I can I can see I can see you. journey can see I I can I
1: can you. I Maar I you. Fun uh, and, and the skull conic my unbuy with your whole setup and your accommodation. And, and I would bring like a, I would like to throw in an, a, another name. I don't think he'll mind is our good friend Philip von Marva. Corey also uh, got to know Philip recently. Oh, Philip. But Philip, Philip von Marva actually. Um, so this is just a, a funny story for the listeners out there. But Philip von Marva actually couch served on. Nadia's couch for <laughs> a while when he initially moved to London back in the day, and he told me that the the, the couch was sleeping so cock, and uh, and Nadia was at work the one day, and and he took a nap on her bed, right. <laughs> So he took a nap on her bed, but then he had a a, a blue big pen in his uh, um his trousers, his his Woolworth's trousers, and f- for some <laughs> reason the pen started leaking, and all the ink. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think it's the bed cover I have on my bed
2: today. <laughs> oh, is this? Eh? Yeah,
1: I'll
2: say my filly. Now, honestly, that was actually so funny um, because he thought I didn't know. And then one day I just like, he's like, I just mentioned to him, I'm like, uh, did you uh, were you in my room, Phil? And he's like, "Oh, uh, you know, I was just like looking for something." <laughs> like a charger. I'm like, "Oh, okay." I just saw like these this ink on my bed. Um, so yeah, that's quite funny. Yeah. Um Yeah. So I mean, there's. Uh, I mean, there's honestly, there's so many stories of things that happened. Um, yeah. And so many experiences that I just never would have had. One yeah. time I I actually also thought about, I went to like a, a charity function with the people at work and then like arrived there and then Prince William was like at this event. And I'm like, oh my word, like this would never ever have happened to me in South yeah. Africa.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's cool. definitely, well, that's, yeah.
1: no, that's funny, nice. And cool. um, but under the note, uh, Naria today, yeah. what has been your your biggest adjustment or slash challenge you you had during this process of immigration or living abroad? Now, now obviously, you know, I think, um, you know, speaking from my own own behalf, they 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 are always some dark days and when you go through dips and, you know, the weather doesn't work out for certain outdoor activity or whatever the case might be. But, um, you know, if, if, if you basically reflect back and what were the the biggest adjustments that, that you faced, you know, like obviously missing family and and those sorts of things. Um, But, but if you can maybe share, share your thoughts on, on that or your experiences over the last five years.
2: So it's also a really difficult question because there are all many things that are challenging in, in different ways. And I think definitely just, le- I think the, the biggest thing was definitely a learning to just let go of trying to be a specific person. We talked about this judgment thing earlier. And I think, you know, for myself, that was something that I put like a lot of judgment on me and trying to be this person that lives a certain way and does a certain things but then kind of learning to just be me but like that do it sounds like not very tangible but that was probably one of the biggest challenges I faced you really come to meet yourself because it's almost like you can't run to those safety nets that you normally have you yeah. you have your family you can just go sit with them and like be on the couch and watch Netflix like I didn't have that I have friends obviously but you do, can also just sit with your friends for like a certain amount of time and then they're gonna be like not hey you need to go now <laughs> yeah. so so it's kind of almost I think you know, the biggest challenge for probably like meeting myself just for who I am and like accepting that I would say even though that's probably not answer you were looking for but no it's well no, no, it's, it's a good answer it's a great <laughs> yeah i know
0: and a miniature answer so uh and and we no... like
1: the philosophical sides of things uh um you know especially on this podcast channel uh, like the philosophical topics and you know ideas and all of that
0: yeah i know she really loves cool. that that element <laughs> <laughs> and then i think um we have one more question for you and it's maybe the most challenging question of, of the whole conversation and, and the question is, what do you miss most from Woolworth's food or Woolly's food?
2: <laughs> those little, uh, the silaka, the clang donut cookies. What is those little balls, those donut balls? Because do I'm it.
1: Covered it with chocolate?
2: No, it's, um, it's fake cookies. Those small fake cookies with like the icing sugar around it.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I know what you're what you
0: are talking about. I've uh, been away uh, too long. I have no clue what you're talking about.
2: Oh, okay, my buddy. word. It's so good.
1: Okay, so but when you go back to SA and you run into a worse food, that's the first thing that you're buying, I take it.
2: Yeah, I buy also about, like lots of it and just bring it back. Uh, I like ah, eat it okay, probably okay. in the first month, but the <laughs> thought of having all of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, good. I don't thanks.
2: know what to do. I think covered donuts. Let's call it that.
0: Well, I would say thanks a lot for for your time and and for the nice conversation. Um, I don't know. Is there any anything you would want to say to to people thinking of also taking this step? Some kind of advice or something you would would have, think I would have liked if someone told this to me before I made this move. Oh.
2: I mean that is a difficult question because there's so many things that I'm like
0: Ooh, but just remember, this, remember
2: this I think the thing that just came um off my head is like don't overthink it too much and just go with the flow and you don't have to figure your life out like it, it happens as it should happen like you don't have to worry which road to turn left or right like you're going to end up in, in the right place where you have to be anyway Um, so wherever you're going just just enjoy where you at. I would no, say, but just do it. Bedank, <laughs> well, thank you Nadia. guys. Dankie, dankie, dankie. Was yeah. like it was of you. Thank you for
1: with my, uh, All right. Thanks, Nadia. Absolutely insightful. Uh, um, thoughts there. You know, I think the old judgment thing, um, definitely got us thinking. And and you know, it's also extremely good to hear from a third party's perspective of, uh, um, you know, what what she went through. Maybe other than us, not only is she fem, female, we are male, uh, um, but also you know it, it's it, it's it's to a different lander. Say the UK to get track, on the Netherlands get but it like it's it, it's it's great to hear it from a different perspective, and and thank you very much for that, our um, first female listener, ladies and gentlemen, Nadia Kreer. Then looking forward to season two. Uh, Corey, can you uh, chat us through what we can expect and and you know what the listeners can look forward to? Um, season two, I think we're planning to kick it off. Let's say end of this year, we we targeting or a couple of weeks from now. Uh, um, what can the our loyal listeners uh, expect from the the season two of Ons for You right now?
0: Yeah, no, definitely. So I think that the difference in in season two. Um, Versus season one will be so in season one we we sort of followed this process of 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 from A to Z, from from doing the immigration. Where in season two, we will look much more into specific topics. So it won't be some. I get everything will of that will in some way or form connect back to season one because that's that's part of immigration. But we will look into to things that that we think can, can help our listeners, uh, give some pointers, maybe they have pointers for us or they have interesting stories and, and they wanna be a guest on the show and they can come and talk to us. Um, but but some of the topics, and, and we shouldn't be pinned to the exact uh, 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 wording or topics of things I'm gonna mention now, but we will look into things like, what are costly mistakes to avoid when, when you go across, um, the best countries for South Africans to to move to and, and why. And then on those countries also, which requirements do you have to meet to be able to go to those different countries? And then a few things that when you're already in those countries are things like, so how do you look into your personal finances in the new country that you live in, uh, moving to another country with kids, and then i think also another interesting thing and i think we have some nice guests for that uh, potentially is also giving birth in a new country so you are used. To, you know sort of how the ropes work in in South Africa, but this whole new process in this whole new phase of life is something that that will be interesting. And then also things like uh, buying property or buying other high value items like your car or s- sporting equipment or furniture. So I think those are those are a few of the things that that we will look into. Um, and yeah, I think just to mention again, if any of our listeners have interesting topics that, that they would like some info on or that we should add to the list to discuss, uh, please feel free guys to to um, send us a mail or or look us up on Instagram and then we can get in touch with you. See ya.
1: Yes, so Just to add to, to what you've just said in terms of, let's say, listeners that want to add topics, but, but even on these topics that Corey just mentioned, like for example... Um, i'm thinking out loud now but they're giving birth in in your new country um if you are for example a female listener staying in australia or england or america whatever the case might be please feel free to reach out to us And like if you feel that that you want to be interviewed or you can give like a insightful Input on this topic, or not, not necessarily even uh, interviewed, but if you just want to give through some pointers that we can share, you know, to to the the public out there and the listeners out there, please um, uh, get in contact with us with Instagram, Facebook, our website, email. Um, please feel free and and uh, also buy what there.
0: Yeah, for sure, I think this <laughs> is a good thing. I mean, ons drie three always and. Ons weet ook, ons weet niet alles niet, maar is altijd goed om het derde, vierde, vijfde en tiende um, insight te van van andere mensen, uh, ook van verschillende landen. So we always talk mainly about our lives in the Netherlands, and then we talk to people in the US yes. and and now like with Nadia in, in the UK. But it's just so so much better. The, the broader we we have people that gives their input so so that's basically what we are going to look into in in season two uh, just top line and I think that that's going to be quite interesting because it will really get much more broken down into practical things on how to look at things not so much the the like season one where we did share some practical things but it was also much more based on experience and how how we perceived it as individuals, where, where season two will really go into much more detail. And I think that will be very interesting. And then um, the last thing is something that we cannot miss. And that's, of course, our Safa Index.
1: Welcome to the Safa Index.
0: So in the, the previous seasons, we've uh, discussed charcoal. We've discussed... Um, Chutney, everything. We've discussed a lot of things, branewein, everything that you have around the braai. But we haven't actually discussed the stuff that you put on the braai, and that's the meat. So, uh, our ons, uh, ons diggi van prijzen, cake van a ribeye steak. And, and as we always say, these are ballpark figures. So uh, if, if you think, wow, this price is off by like 50%, just let us know, we, uh, we will adjust it. So in South Africa, the baseline price for a ribeye steak, this is the price per kilogram, is 210 rand. Um, and then if we look in the countries we always discuss, in the Netherlands, it's quite hefty, actually, it's uh, 520 Yes, uh, so. Yeah, the eyes are off. But then something that really sort of surprised me, the UAE was always like bottom. They're always the cheapest. But on, yeah. on the meat, it seems that's where they, that's where they catch you. The, all the groceries are cheap until you want the main stuff. So they are at 620 rand per kilogram. Um New Zealand, 390. Australia, 470. And in the UK, 430 rand. So... So yeah, I mean you can get cured and aged Rabbi that will cost double everywhere, and you can get the very cheap stuff. So this is a bit the the medium range. Um, so that's that for for the software index, and so now everyone knows ag- across the world what the ingredients for a nice bright costs. So uh, that being said, um, I think last but not least, we want to thank all our listeners. Um, we listened across the world we've mentioned a few episodes back i think we've been we are being listened to in like 15 or 18 uh, different countries and it's every so many weeks we see another country being added so thank you for for to all our lo- uh, loyal listeners we appreciate it we appreciate your input your feedbacks and we're really looking forward to to the season and seasons that's lying ahead
1: no indeed um yeah so this is officially a wrap up basically of of season one and uh yeah look it, it's been a journey i think we've we've gone through the great track i remember when we started out cory um you know that first episode we messed up the recording and all of that type of stuff and then it's it's truly been a journey over the last couple of weeks and months and and i think there's there's a lot to come so i'll see you in season two
0: you definitely will, <laughs> um, and I think just to, to leave, and I'm stealing this a bit from you because you're always fills surface and yet quotes and good. So I thought, why not end this also with a with a good quote? Ah, absolutely. Um, so I, I don't think it's as profound as yours, but but I'm gonna give it a shot. Uh, and this is actually for for all the South Africans, but actually for all expats uh, for that matter. And it's no matter how how. Homesick you are, or if you're not homesick, or if you're going back, or you don't know if you're going back, uh, or where you are. Just always remember: home is not a place, it's a feeling. So make sure you feel at home wherever you
1: are. Yes, that is this eh?
0: yeah, is how is <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Cody. See, see
1: you in 2 here.
0: Yes, mooi. Loop. Follow
2: us on your favorite podcasting platform or visit the website ansvayapodcast.com.